Jones, Ollie Hall with a flashing run. I reckon he's going to get this. He's won it. He's done what Herb did in 1958. It's an extraordinary moment in Australian sport. Hello and welcome to Little Birdie's Sports Show for a Monday First Look. I'm your host, Nikki Sylvester. First Look is proudly brought to you by Little Birdie TV, punting form, topsport.com.au and Manscaped for the very best in men's grooming. Joining me today is MG for all things AFL Round 21 review and we've also got Top Rope on the line for the NRL Round 21 review as well. MG, how was your weekend? Yeah, not too bad, Nicky. We survived it. <laughs> There's a lot going on, isn't there? Um, but uh, yeah, the AFL, just quickly before we unpack it later, we uh, start off Friday night, unbelievable game, probably... Uh, on the I would say the game of the year for yeah. sure. One of the better games I've seen in many years, Collingwood, Melbourne. Definitely agree. Um, Collingwood and Geelong still got their 11-game winning streak going. Yep. Um, and then we saw a few sides under pressure. Um, Carlton now down to two, got two tough games to try and hold on their spot. Mm. So um, Sydney and Brisbane just keep going along. They look like they're finishing up in the top four. And we also saw one of the better send-offs as well. Uh, forward Josh Kennedy for the West Coast kicked eight goals two on his last game for West Coast. So... An amazing career uh, he had, and put on a show. Even though they couldn't get the victory for him, it was uh, it was worth a watch. Oh, huge send off for Kennedy there. Amazing, he deserves it. His great career. Top rope. How was your weekend? Oh, busy, busy. Oh, I imagine uh, it was busy. Plenty going on. We've got uh, got uh, some great rugby league. We've got the Con Games uh, winding up. We've got uh, uh, four four decent times in the call. So. Uh, Plenty going on for a punting, uh, a, a fan of the punt, we'll say, a fan of the punt uh, this weekend. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, a good weekend. But uh, that was all well truly shattered by uh, Ricky Stewart, who went off the rails after the uh, Panthers Raiders game on, on uh, Saturday night, recalling a player declaring he was a weak gutted dog as a kid. He's a weak gutted dog person now, so that is absolutely the only thing that's made in rugby league since that comment was made. What happens to him now, Top Rope? Because you know, I know rugby league's a bit different to AFL, but if an AFL an AFL coach come out and said that, uh, I think his job would be uh, in jeopardy for sure. Well, I'll note that uh, Ricky Stewart didn't didn't say anything like this until after he just re-signed an extension until twenty twenty five. So, uh, look, he's been known for his bluffs. He's been fined one hundred and thirty five thousand uh, dollars. By the NRL since taking over as uh, as well becoming a coach in 2002, uh, I think we are looking at the first time a coach will be suspended by the NRL for uh, uh, something said in a press conference. Uh, the NRL are furious about this. Uh, there were claims, well, you know, Stuart should apologise and say shouldn't blah blah blah. You can't walk that back. Sorry, uh, the family are likely uh, or of demanded the NRL take action. You would think that the family would, would probably consider um, some kind of defamation action against Stuart. Uh, it hasn't really come out what the problem was, but it seems to stem back to uh, Sam and Stuart's kid. Uh, one of Stuart's uh, kids went to uh, school together, played football together. Uh, may have been some allegations around bullying, or whatever, but this was yeah over a decade ago, and this has been seen there. And obviously, this was not the form to bring it up. And to declare a player a weak and a dog. Is a fairly big move, but to to to, to kind of hark back and call him a weak gutter dog as a kid, that 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 kind of was well and truly beyond the pale for for nearly everyone, including the uh, the raft of uh, uh, Stuart defenders that are uh, the Fox Sports and NRL three hundred and sixty team. So, 
Yeah, it's so this uh, was this was this yeah. would have been pre- premeditated going in top rope because this was in a press conference afterwards. So, you know, I imagine uh, he's gone in with the intent as well. So, you know, yeah, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. Like he, and the insult wasn't even that bad. Like Salmon lashed out with a boot. He's copped a fine for it. Um, you see, you see stuff like that happen forty times a game. Like, you know, like he. He connected in a very unpleasant region for Tom Starling, so yeah, he, he he kind of went down and made it look probably worse than it was. But it certainly wasn't a vicious kick or anything like that. He was tackled. He was trying to get up. The leg was out there, kicked him in the in the the, the you know where, and it's uh, and it went from there. But it to to it, it's a shocking look for a game. He's used to having pretty bad looks and kind of enduring it. Is a shocking look for a game to see uh, the power imbalance that. Uh, Stewart had has now over a player and using that form to, to, to call a player a week and a dog. But considering that Stewart at the time uh, of the alleged incident with Salmon, the, the, the alleged uh, altercation with Salmon's father, wasn't an NRL head coach uh, against a 12 year old kid. So, uh, yeah, incredibly poor form. And, and if the NRL doesn't try to book him, uh, it's to dark eye on the game, that's for sure. And what would you think the potential suspension is? Oh, I think the most likely scenario is that he'll get a week or two, um, which I think is pretty light-handed. But considering no coach has ever really been suspended for anything like this before, the only, the only suspensions we've ever seen uh, in the NRL have been related to um, uh, drug charges. I'm kind of not helping with the NRL investigation into those. So uh, it's pretty un, uh, yeah, un, unwalked ground for the NRL, but... There's four weeks left in the season, and I don't really see a way the NRL could allow him to coach him this year. That is an appalling thing to say. Like what, what would he cop in the AFLMG? Like if, he, if, if this was, um, yeah, the Bulldogs coach who yeah doesn't mind a, a rash remark or something like that, what would happen? Uh, I think, uh, well, I assume you got it in the NRL as well, but the, bringing the game into disrepute is probably what it would be listed under. Um, I, I don't think a coach would pull that rein, but, yeah, I I don't know. I, I think if they if they delivered something to what Ricky Stewart did, I, I really think their job would be in jeopardy. Oh, I, I think most people think Stewart's job should be in jeopardy as well. Uh, and it's it, – I've it, it, never – in my kind of 30, 35 years following him, there's never been a more protected species in the game. Ricky Stewart, considering, and this is kind of going off the, the, the point we're saying, the best coach in 2002, he won a premiership the first year of the Roosters. He's not won one since. He's been to two grand finals since. He's the only coach in the top 19 most capped coaches of all time to not have a better than 50% record. He, he, he's had way more losing seasons than winning seasons. And yet he is beloved by the news, news court media. He His job seems to be in no danger at the Raiders, despite some Absolutely remarkable kind of just coaching decisions and, and a long range of blow ups are used to deflect from team sport performances. So it, it, well, 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 what Stuart said was abhorrent. You, you've, you've got to applaud him on one level. So no one's talking about what a shocking loss it was for the Raiders and, and one that yeah, potentially has cost them this season. And has your uh, grand final got a home yet? Grand final's always got a home. The home is where rugby league is, uh, MJ. The home is where the fan is. I think that'll be Sydney. Most likely will be Sydney, but. Uh, uh, we certainly, uh, I think the push for suburban funding certainly got a little kick on on the weekend when uh, Leichhardt over one of the three grounds uh, <laughs> uh, pushed for a, a, a facelift and upgrade that uh, New South Premier Dominic Perrottet said uh, would not get it, uh, a grandstand collapse. So um, 
Is that an intentional overloading of the crowd just to make a point? If PBL didn't organise something there, I'd be stunned. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's a shocking look for the New South Premier who's clearly shown a lack of uh, political awareness, not only on this issue but a few other issues. So uh, with the, the sports minister resigning last week before his crowning glory of uh, um, of the new stadium being opened, the New City Football Stadium, uh, yeah, and another sports minister. This will be the seventh sports minister uh, in about the last five or six years. Uh, we, yeah, I wouldn't be beyond them to backtrack again. Oh my God, you don't need to give MJ any more ammunition to say that Victoria is the sporting capital. Like all Victorians, they love they love their very insular sports that nobody else plays. But uh, unlike the rest of the uh, the country, who uh, opens itself opens its doors to everywhere, MJ Grand Prix, Australian Open. Yeah, sorry, no, no other sports play it. <laughs> oh my God. I tell you what. So on uh, Saturday morning, I took Joss to uh, cross country where they do the fifteen hundred meters, and uh, yeah, shocking, I know. And um, and can you talk me through the fifteen hundred meter win for the Aussie boy Ollie Hall, the new comms game record? Ollie Hall, the first uh, first Australian to win the uh, uh, Blue Riband event since uh, the great Herb Elliott uh, sixty odd years ago. It's uh, a remarkable win. He was he was not in the the running. The favourites uh, Scott Rene. Uh, very, very poor race. Uh, looked, looked hard, but couldn't back up his world champs performance there. Um, looked like a Kenyan on the, uh, who led all the way and did all the hard downs, kicked and won. And then down the outside, here comes Polly Hall, uh, racing the Com Games Immortality. Really, it was a, a remarkable win. Yeah, for mine, without question, Australia's won plenty of gold during the, uh, the Com Games, but for mine, that was the most remarkable uh, moment of the Games. It was backed up by an unbelievable, uh, if not better, call as well, one of Bruce McAvaney's finest. Didn't listen to it, MG. Can't stand listen to Bruce McAvaney and listen to the world feed. Did he call it like Chautauqua, running down the outside at Flemington? Remember when it was like dead gone last, couldn't win? No, he was always in. The, he was always in. It was a great call. Okay. Uh, was it uh, full of uh, gushing praise and... Uh, uh, this was what's his what's his what's his go to phrase special was a special engine. Uh, no, I don't think he threw in special. No, he's, I, I don't mind him in the athletics. He can leave me out of the footy. He went about five years too long in the football, but for athletics, he's uh, he's uh, world class for mine. It was a great call. I tell you what, he's world class. Your results. Here you go. You're up eleven point six three percent in the Birmingham Blinders. Take a bow. You're all over it. No, it's been a, it's been a good con game. It's been a nice profit. Unfortunately, kind of went a little south. Uh, over the last couple of days, we have a couple of winners in there, but uh, not as many as we would like. But we're, we're up eleven point six three percent. But we've got two uh, live bets: uh, India to win the gold in the men's hockey, uh, nine dollars. They're uh, up against Australia. They're a live runner there, and uh, Pasala in the uh, female badminton. She's into a dollar twenty-five. I think we've got her at two fifty. So uh, we should see that kind of travel north a little bit uh, tonight. Fingers crossed. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely win. Um, and, and the Indians are, are outside against the Hockey Roos. It's not the Hockey Roos, the Hook Paris. But, uh, um, yeah, I think we uh, are going to have a good one. We, we enjoyed the swimming, um, made some, some good inroads in the athletics. Uh, weightlifting was fantastic. Diving can get in the sea. So uh, diving has been very, very costly. We've got back to a few shorties who have not got the job done there. So uh, proven costly. But, no, nah, good con games. Absolutely love these events. It's yeah, if we've learned anything from this and the Olympics and the Winter Olympics, you know, if you put the work into this stuff, you're going to find good value. And these are great punting events. And yeah, very hard to find edges in, in the NRL and the AFL and, you know, the, the, the NFL. You know, we do our best, and, but 
the 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 margin for error is very small. Yeah, a margin for error is not small in the common areas. You put the work in, you just look do basic things that look at times, you're gonna find plenty of bets. Yeah, being very good, Dobro, for the uh, the value you put out for your $55 for the package. The punters have had uh, an excellent 10 or 11 days following it, so you get daily action, a wide range of sports to watch, and, uh, yeah, we've had some we've had some unbelievable cheers. You have a few stiff beats, but uh, mostly we get our chips in at a good price, and, uh, yeah, value for $55. So next time a major uh, um, common games or the Olympics, winter, winter or summer come around, it's definitely – Value for money for mine. One thing you can be sure of, guys, is that we're we're not going to be short of a bet either. We're not uh, we're not firing at one bet every two days. We had a we had a hundred and ninety three and a half units bet to date so far. So uh, you, you you're going to get your chips in. You're going to get some back, and you're going to get them back in again. I told, I told MJ, I said, when I get the emails, I feel like I've won lotto. I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> it's amazing. I could go through the list, and I'm like, this is awesome. It's great. Okay, and I tell you what else has kicked off uh, the new English Premiership soccer. Uh, season's kicked off, so you can get all your betting there at topsport.com.au. Does anyone follow it well enough to say who they've got an early tip for this year? I don't follow soccer. So the season did kick off. Yeah. Uh, it gets plenty of coverage out here and there's plenty of fans following it, so we'll uh, we'll try and update as we go along. But, yeah, we need a soccer expert. Anyone out there who wants to come on board the Little Birdie team, uh, <laughs> send, us, uh, send us a message. Get in touch. All right. Okay, let's unpack the AFL because it was a big round. All right. Collingwood, they beat Melbourne 96 to 89. Hawthorne beat the Gold Coast 70 to 63. GWS beat Essendon 96 to 69. Fremantle beat the Western Bulldogs 95 to 78. Geelong beat St Kilda 110 to 65. Richmond beat Port Adelaide 109 to 71. Sydney beat the Kangaroos 126 to 88. Brisbane beat Carlton 114 to 81. And Adelaide beat the West Coast 102 to 86. MG. Oh, yeah. Yeah, busy week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the third last round of the of the season, plenty going on. Um, kicked off in unbelievable fashion, um, as we said at the top of the show. Um, one of the better matches I've seen in a long time uh, for all four quarters as well. Had it, had everything, uh, two great sides oh, for this year. So um, really going at each other in front yeah. of a, uh, a very good crowd. They were very loud as well, the Collingwood yep. fans. So uh, <laughs> it's surprising. Does that surprise you? <laughs> No, no. Well, they're just you know, there's there's no better uh, value for your members' ticket this year in Australian oh. sport. I would have thought than Barrican for Collingwood yeah. really tested the uh, the heart out for uh, anyone who follows that club because another victory uh, under seven points. I think it's the sixth game in a row yeah. that they've uh, been seven or less and all wins has been amazing. But yeah, the standard was high. Melbourne had their chance to win. Uh, Collingwood came in again, and they're uh, they're running out games, unbelievable. So. Yeah, highlight of the week for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and now both Collingwood and Geelong have 11 game winning streaks going in with only two rounds before the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the games, um, Hawthorne and Gold Coast, uh, we go from the height of a low very quickly the next day. I tell you what, that was uh, hurting the eyes. That game shows <laughs> shows a big gap in in the best of the AFL and the worst. Yep. Um, that game was uh, atrocious, especially after halftime. One of the worst half half you'll see in football. Um, your bombers get upset mm. by the Giants. Mm. Um, yeah, probably shouldn't have got in that, involved in that game for the Stings. I fell into your bombers again. <sighs> I thought the Giants were done for the year. Fancy, mm. fancy getting done by GWS. Um, mm. Yeah, so that was no good for the bombers. Their season is in the bin as well. Um, for, speaking of in the bin, I think Bulldogs and I've still got them going eighth. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, bad loss to Frio at mm. home. So now Bulldogs have got to uh, win both of theirs, and they need Carlton to. Lose both yep. of theirs, which is still a chance of happening, but now it just makes it a bit tougher. Yep. Um, Geelong got the job done again. We said 11 games winning streak cut as in Kilda season over. Very disappointing. It's too hard to win down there at Geelong, especially for bad sides. Uh, they just controlled it from the outset, won easily. Um, 
Richmond, we liked. Um, we said on the show that uh, couldn't believe that. Well, personally, I couldn't believe that they were outsiders in the game betting wise. Um, they were smashed in the betting, and uh, you know, even though they're an outsider, the bookies may have taken a little hit on that game. But uh, yeah, that was a, not a bad game. Bolton shows what oh, class so he good. is. Daniel um, Rioli, he had a great game. He set yeah. up so many. I thought he yeah. stepped up. Yeah, Port disappointing really on their home turf. Uh, Richmond were very good. Sydney just got the job done against Kangaroos. Mm. Uh, Brisbane got the job against a disappointing Carlton. They're under all kinds of pressure, Carlton. They need to find one of the next two against two very good sides. Otherwise, they might miss out. And, uh, yeah, the Adelaide game and West Coast was only watched for Kennedy, who did kick eight goals in the send-off, which was uh, that highlight of that game. All right, let's have a look at the round 21 bookie wrap. Okay, we've got four of nine faves, three of nine covers, seven of nine over totals, and four of nine home teams. And for the season, 70% of faves, 52% of covers, 56% over totals, and 62% of home teams. Yeah, Nick, it was a good week. Um, definitely a bookies week for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but, you know, I think um, they wouldn't have got it maybe their own own way because uh, we thought Collingwood were a decent price at the plus on uh, Friday night. They actually won outright, so that yep. was good. Um, thought Hawthorne should have been slight favourites in their game against Gold Coast, um, and they won. Um, Richmond again, as, as as we just stated, were outsiders and they got up as well. So, um, yeah, I thought there was some um, not wrong favourites, but I thought there was some value on some sides which uh, all hit the line. So, um, yeah, bookies punters, but uh, sorry, a bookies round, but the punters, um, if they selected wisely, uh, showed a profit on the week. Of course. Now let's have a look at the AFL stings. All right. So, as MG said, he came home strong. <laughs> yeah, got uh, double-dipped on the first game. Um, we tracked well to half-time, yep. and then, as I said, the second half was just appalling. So mm-hmm. the margin looked uh, quite wide, but we were in front of the count at half-time. So that was disappointing. Uh, Essen were disgraceful. Um, yeah, they were disappointing. Giants, there was a bit of money there for So one of the rare times we don't get the uh, chips in at the best price. And then uh, um, the rain didn't arrive in the Port-Richmond mm-hmm. game, so... Um, I wish I could just wait for these games, Nick, because when the uh, the weather doesn't come when it's forecast, the bookies yeah. more or less more or less fall asleep. So we got a real good free hit in that game. So um, that was a good outcome for us. Never a sweat. And the Kangaroos um, Sydney game was smashed to the overs, yeah. and uh, that went north of two hundred. So there were some easy watches on the Sunday to uh, get out with a small loss on the uh, on the week after trying to back up after six and zero the week before. Jeez, it's hard to go back to back, isn't it? It is, yeah, but uh, lucky my counterpart sitting on the uh, on the other side of the microphone. He's about to chime in with his own six and zero shortly, so it's uh, it's all good in the hood down at Little Birdie HQ. Of course, and um, and I just want to make mention that about six weeks ago, I told you Melbourne season was done. Okay, <laughs> and so anyone who doesn't didn't read that clip, I may not know AFL like you know AFL, mm-hmm. but when we're talking teams that are going to capitulate, Melbourne, you did put a knife in them. I yes. did, and they're gone. They're not done. They're, they're, they're uh, toast. They're struggling. They're one of the. Yeah, they, I've actually got them um, finishing fifth now on 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 my outcomes mm-hmm. of the next two weeks. So um, you know they they may draw a Melbourne side, Richmond or the Bulldogs, which Jeez. will not not uh, go down well at the MCG. But uh, yeah, as we'll uh, bring up the Premiership prices, yep. might have pre-alluded to that. <laughs> All right, let's have a look at the Premiership market. Geelong two seventy five, Melbourne three seventy, Swan seven, Collingwood seven fifty, Brisbane twelve, Rio fifteen, Richmond seventeen, Carlton forty one, and the Western Bulldogs one oh one. Yeah, we stated for a few weeks now that Geelong will finish mm-hmm. on top. Um, so two seventy five. I don't think they can get too much shorter though, no. Nick. Um, so this will price probably carry in uh, with two easy games to come. 
Melbourne's a risk for mine at the moment. I still think they're too short. I understand why the bookies yep. need to keep them in because yep. they'd be done in a lot of multis, multis and everything yeah. like that. Um, but the, the value is for me still Sydney Swans have been mm -hmm. barking for them for the last couple of weeks. Yep. I just think on current ratings for going in for the last two weeks, I think they're a chance. Um, they've got to beat Collingwood this week. Um which I think they would do at home to end their streak. And if they do, they're more likely to finish second than not. Uh, mm -hmm. And then they'll get home ground advantage. So I think the value lies there. And I'm um, not giving away Brisbane just yet. I know they've got some issues, but at uh, $12, I think they're, they're still worth a little ticket. Oh, a ticket at 12 Okay, now let's have a look at the Brownlow medal because there is a chance Patrick Cripps is going to get rubbed out. So Lockie Neal, 275, Brayshaw, 480, Clayton Oliver, 5, Christian Petrarca, 7, Tuke Miller, 7, Patrick Cripps, $8, Sam Walsh, 16, Rory Laird, 41, and Callum Mills, 67. Yeah, uh, it won't give too much away over the next couple of weeks just because we'll have our um, yep. Brownlow package releasing uh, once the season finishes, so uh, don't want to give away too much information. But, yeah, I think uh, Neal's just consolidated a bit. Obviously, Patrick Cripps, whether he gets out of that or not, uh, I'm not sure he can win it anyway, but... Uh, yeah, he'll be one less that I have to worry about. So, um, yeah, there's some good names at the top. I still think uh, Tuke Miller's probably a little ticket at the value. Um, I had that bet last week after you mentioned it. You had that, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, good count. It's shaping up to be, and a big two weeks coming up, we'll probably maybe decide the winner. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And let's just have a quick look at the Coleman. Okay, Charlie Kerno, 147, Jeremy Cameron, 315, Tom Hawkins, 520, and then literally from Peter Wright, we just drop right off. Yeah, nothing's much changed. I think last week Charlie Kerno was $1.45. Cameron's just gone out a bit, so holds a similar lead with two rounds to go. What's he got? Five. Five clear of Cameron. Okay. All right. Punners. Thank you for that, MG. Now, if you are serious about your AFL, you need the stings, and you can get that from $22 a week in the Little Betty Live TV shop. Also, he has mentioned he will be having a Brownlow medal special come out, so keep your eyes on that. Look at the Little Betty Live TV shop, $22 a week, AFL stings. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Nick Top Rope Tedeschi for NRA. All right, welcome back to First Look, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au, family owned and operated for over 35 years, bet with a book you can trust, bet with Topsport. Let's unpack the NRL round 21. The Roosters took care of the Brisbane Broncos 34-16, Melbourne Storm beat the Gold Coast Titans 32-14, Parramatta beat Manly 36-20, South took care of the Warriors 48-10, Penrith beat Canberra 26-6, Cronulla beat St George 24-18, North Queensland beat the Bulldogs 28-14 and Newcastle beat the West Tigers 14-10. If we kicked off in a uh, start, you know, that would be happy with uh, Nick. Uh, the Roosters 34-16. Uh, Another patchy performance from the Chooks, but uh, started with a bang, finished with a bang, uh, very ordinary middle, but got the job done. A uh, few concerns for the Broncos going forward. It's a couple of bad losses on the trot now, and they've fallen out of the top four. Uh, so uh, a few worries there. Um, Melbourne Titans, comfortable storm win, as expected. Jerome Hughes picked up a shoulder injury, didn't play the second half. Looks like he'll be right, but uh, could miss a week or two, but... From a betting point of view, that was uh, one very either annoying or delightful finish, uh, depending on what side of the ball you're on. But uh, the final try, uh, unmarked in the corner uh, on the stroke of full time, sent the margin to 18. The line jumped depending on where you bet. And when you bet between 17.5 and 18.5, he then had a conversion from the sideline that missed. Uh, that try also sent the game from under to over 44 and a half, as 44 and a half was the total. So, uh, pretty important try. Uh, Robert Death there. Um, mainly, uh, the Eels, uh, Eels 
came out like a rocket. We only thought they were like, Paul, we yeah, absolutely stunning game of football. It was highly entertaining. Uh, I don't think there was an error until the 37th, 38th minute uh, in the game. Uh, really, really cracking game. Uh, mainly Haranda uh, run away with it well in the second half, but uh, uh, really impressive win, particularly with that Mitchell Moses uh, in the team. Uh, Souths uh, absolutely annihilated the Warriors, 48-10. They led 48-10 to uh, 10 when Latrell Mitchell went off the field and couldn't post a point in the final 20 minutes after that. But uh, So those with the 61-plus uh, Rick Flair, absolutely livid how that one finished. But uh, uh, well done to uh, Souths who, who got the, the job done there. Uh, Penrith beat uh, a Canberra Raiders side that played like a group of weak gutted dogs. Uh, lost 26 to 6. No, seriously, the uh, Panthers are just too much class in the end. Uh, even without Cleary and, and, and Jerome Law. Uh, what happened on the field, they hardly mattered when Ricky Short, uh, as discussed earlier, blew up after the match. Uh, Cronulla beat the Dragons 24 18. Uh, Dragons lucky to finish with 13 men. Tariq Sims, uh, Simbin by Ashley Klein in the game for a high shot that should have been sent off that saw Connor Tracy uh, lay prone on the ground for 10 minutes and then. Uh, uh, get taken to the dressing room. He's all okay, but uh, uh, very lucky not to have been sent off. Uh, uh, another little uh, finish for, for for betters in that one as well. 24-16 with uh, about five to go. The Dragons uh, took a penalty goal to bring in six. It was the mathematical up. It very rarely happens in league, but uh, with a total of 41 and a half, they sent the total of 42, so... Those on the over, very happy with that one. Those on the under, uh, a little disgusted. And a very ordinary game of uh, a very ordinary Sunday afternoon slate. Uh, Dogs stayed well against the Cowboys, 10 all half time. They led 10 0. Uh, too much class by the Cowboys, though. They won 28 14 in Bundaberg. And the Knights beat the Tigers in one of the lowest games you will ever see, 14 10. Uh, Tigers jumped a remarkable six point favourites and never looked like winning. So. Uh, but you can't second your own coach who next season coach has been appointed, so Nadia has nothing to worry about. But may have saved Adam O'Brien's career. Oh, thanks, Dr. Rope. Okay, let's have a look at the boogie wrap. All right, so five of eight faves, five of eight covers, four of eight over totals, and four of eight home teams. And for the season, 69% of faves, 50% of covers, 53% over totals, and 59% for the home teams. Yeah, nothing really stands out. I mean, if we're, um, uh, we're at the back end of the year the, 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 where you would normally see the, the good teams really pull away from the ordinary teams. Those really good teams are, are kind of being stricken by a fair few injuries. So maybe not saying that this year. Uh, South with Latrell on the, on the comeback might be the only one who's really kind of doing that. But, uh, um, yeah, there's not, not a lot to be taken from that. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, a nice week for the punters. Six and zero. The Roosters uh, Broncos total was a, a comfortable winner there. Same with the Manly Para total. That one sailed over. South minus sixteen and a half. I'm on the thirty eight. Never in danger there. The total was over. I think by half time the forty three and a half, which was nice. That was our, our big play of the week. The four and a half units. Uh, Canberra Penrith total uh, danger at half time, but that one really sharp shot in the second half. Uh, saluted and like I mentioned earlier, the the, the Sharks Dragons finished over by some intelligent rugby league taking a two to bring back to within one score. So uh, nice to see. So it was a good week for subscribers. A good week for subscribers. Fantastic week for subscribers. Okay, let's get into Thursday night's game because I'm really looking forward to this one. Penrith v the Storm Thursday 7:50 p.m. at Penrith. 
So head to head at the moment, we've got Panthers a dollar fifty two. The Storms two fifty five, and the line is five and a half. Normally, you'd say how good having a game like this kind of at the back end of the season. You know, the forecast one v two, the top two premiership contenders, but yeah, both been hit pretty hard by injury and suspension. No Luai or Cleary for Penrith. No Pappenhausen potentially. No Hughes for the Storm among a host of other uh, outside backs that are hurt for the moment. Brandon Smith, I'm not sure where we loved on that, but he was uh, involved in a um, in, in a cannonball uh, tackle there as well. So hip drop, I should say, uh, tackle there. So um, could come into scrutiny. It's uh, I'm leaning towards towards Melbourne getting the points here. One thing I'm sure of in this game is it will be a very very low scoring game. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of key playmakers out the storm. The storm scoring drops significantly with no Pappenhausen, with no Hughes, they're in, they're in all sorts of trouble on the, on the scoring front, you would have thought. Um, and Penrith, they really just run the defence last week to, to get the job done against uh, against Canberra. Uh, so leaning towards the plus, but you know, I've forecast that my my bet in this game will be the under, you know, if it lobs at kind of anything north of 36 and a half. Okay, the under's there for top rate. All right, now let's have a quick look at the premiership market. Penrith, $2, Cronulla, seven fifty. North Queensland, seven fifty. The Storm are 8 Parramatta, 12 The Roosters, 12 South Sydney, 13 Brisbane, 26 and the Canberra Raiders, 81 Team I want to call it this week, uh, Cowboys. That uh, the win on the weekend, they they are cruising into second spot at the moment, and that is going to be so so important for, for the Cowboys. It means they'll get a home final in Townsville, uh, which will be massive and, and potentially gives them a chance to play a preliminary final in Queensland. So uh, that's uh, a huge result for them. So they need to keep winning, but. Seven dollars fifty. They're they're in a good slot. Of course, if they drop that second slot and they have to go play Cronulla in, in, in week one, the, the draw gets significantly harder. So it's about winning for, for the Cowboys from here on in. Uh, of those teams, though, yeah, South at, at twelve dollars. Yeah, they're a different side with the Tommy Mitchell. They really are a very very side. They push Cronulla all the way. Uh, week four last. So uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be looking at South at twelve dollars there and just keep an eye on the Cowboys at the moment. Seven fifty. Yeah, they get up. Big advantage for anyone if they keep on winning the second. All right. Thanks, Top Rope. I'm surprised MG didn't chime in there and said that that was his tip that you've just taken. All right. (laughs) (laughs) At at, at $26, I believe, MG, and and I think I told you that they were no hope of here. They're tracking okay. (laughs) All right, punters. He has had two insane weeks, six and six. You need the GGOA, and you can get that in the Little Betty Live TV shop from $22 a week. GGOA, $22 a week, Little Betty Live TV shop. MG, over to you. Charity time. Yes, Nikki, your oh, no. favourite time of the week. Normally it is. Uh, we've got a couple of us. Each got our own charity, which we tip for. Uh, we are up to week 22 results. You can yeah. see on the screen there. So two out of three. It seems to be our uh, at least our average going through each week. So as we stated, the Tigers uh, got our chips in there and they won outright. So that was a good win in the AFL. Uh Top rope declared virtually the rabbits. They won easily. I think the line closed 20 and a half there, top rope. So uh, got your chips in well there, and they covered by 38. Unfortunately, Nikki fell for the Bombers, and uh, her team has let her down. So she has officially sacked them for this year, the Bombers. And I'm sure she'll be going to the NRL this week after the AFL let her down. So um, just a quick leaderboard. I think uh, 13 and 9 myself, top rope is 11 and 11. So he's. Two behind, but he is coming hard, and Nicky's now slotted back into third, which he's not happy about at uh, 10 wins and 12 losses. So a couple of weeks to go, and then we'll go into the finals as well to uh, make sure uh, everybody gets an even run. So 
What do we got coming up for this week's predictions? Uh, we'll go with Top Rope now because he's moved into second on the ladder, so he gets first crack at it here in the uh, for the Wayside Chapel. What do you got in the NRL this week early, Top Rope? Let's go the Bunnies 3 X on the trot. Uh, see if we can get a hat trick here. Minus three and a half against uh, uh, Parramatta, I think. Uh, Parramatta, no Moses. They face a difficult task against the uh, Bunnies with the trots. Jesus, normally storm, 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 and now he's <laughs> now he's on the Bunnies, Bunnies, Bunnies. So when you, fi- when you find a good little run, you stick to it. Nikki, what do you got for Sids and Kids this week? Yep, yep. I'm going to NRL and I'm going to do up, up Cronulla. So um, minus 11 and a half for me, Cronulla. Minus 11 and a half. Okay, yep. myself for... Charity, uh, love me, love you. I'm going to go for Lions, Brisbane Lions in the AFL, minus 10.5, so that kicks off at the start of the week against St Kilda. Thanks, MG and Top Rope. Okay, that is a wrap for this week's edition of First Look. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, download our podcast everywhere you could get your good podcasts from. Remember, you can follow us on socials. We're Little Birdie TV. We're on Twitter and Insta. OB will be with the boys on Friday, and you're going to want to unpack that with him, so tune in on Friday. Remember, all your footy betting action is at topsport.com.au. Also, their English premiership market's up, so topsport.com.au. Punt well. Have a great week. Bye. 